You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ostrelli lines up as a right wing next to McGlinchey. They're going to boot the quarterback left. Here he goes, deep downfield. Trent Sherfield got it. Treyario. So his first throw is incomplete on a drop. The second one's a house call. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker, fresh off our conversation of best speeches, inspirational figures in sports, and Cody uh, impersonating Al Pacino. That was a fun last segment there. We'll get back to some more NFL talk in terms of who's going to lead the NFL in passing touchdowns coming up in a little bit. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, the favorite, but we we found some other ones beyond that we think are interesting. Right now, we got to bring on our guest, Lance Zerline from NFL.com, co-host of The Bench on 97.5 in Houston. He recently wrote up a piece on NFL rookies to watch on NFL.com. Lance, the rookie quarterbacks uh, showed themselves their first time last week in preseason week one. They're back this week. Lance, give us your quick takeaways on Justin Fields. Let's start with him mm-hmm. in Chicago. I know Andy Dalton yesterday said it's his time. We're not sure that's true. <laughs> what did you think of uh, of uh, Justin Fields' first action last week? I thought it was really good. You know, I've, I've paid attention uh, to what's going on over there. and It's really been pretty much all Andy Dalton from the very beginning of camp. But then there was a, a, a shift last um um, Wednesday or Thursday, where I think it was Thursday, maybe that Justin Fields had a really good practice, one that had everyone talking. <laughs> it generated a lot of buzz. Anything he's going to do is going to generate a lot of bu- buzz. He's the cause celebre of this year's class for a lot of people, and um, and he carried it over into a 14 for to, for 20 performance. Um, looked good outside of the pocket in terms of his mobility. Looked frankly, I thought quicker than he looked at Ohio State, uh, threw the ball well on the move, had a really good practice. So I think what's happening is Andy Dalton is going to start the season as a starter. I feel very confident about that. But right now what's taking place is there's going to be opportunities to plant seeds for Matt Nagy and maybe even for GM Ryan Pace in terms of when management is going to be more likely to pull the trigger on switching the quarterback position if need be. And so what I think Justin Fields is basically doing is is maybe adding to that level of confidence for Matt Nagy to be able to make that switch and feel good about still having a chance to win. 
you know, uh, not just uh, the front office, but the players themselves. What do you think would be the players' temperature as far as who they'd actually prefer be their starting quarterback? Do you think they're looking forward to having this young quarterback, Justin Fields, taking over early on? Or do they th- is there something to having a veteran QB uh, starting out the season and possibly going deeper into the season? Well, I mean, normally I would say there's something to it. I, I just don't know – Look, I think a lot of players have this a great level of respect for a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick. And Andy Dalton's more accomplished than Fitzpatrick is in terms of being able to get to the postseason. And, you know, he doesn't necessarily win there, but he's had some success as a winning quarterback. But I don't, I don't get the feeling that he inspires a bunch of excitement from veterans. So I think, I think that's an easy answer. I think they would <clears throat> much rather go with the dynamic quarterback who has a chance to, uh, who you really don't know as much about. Andy Dalton is not an open, uh, Andy Dalton, I should say, is an open book in terms of, you know what you're going to get with Andy Dalton. Um, the, the upside is going to be a little bit limited. With Justin Fields, you don't know. And I think a lot of young players uh, and a lot of players on the roster, even the veterans, would rather g- grow with the dual threat quarterback because Fields does have the ability to hurt you with his legs as well. Um, or the more mobile quarterback, I should say. And I think they'd rather <clears throat> take a chance on the upside because Chicago's not in a position right now where they can just, you know, sit there and, and, and go with the status quo. They've got to get the running game going. And frankly, they've got to have some plays made. They've got to have explosive plays uh, at some point this year because they're not going to be an offensive juggernaut who moves it consistently. And I think the better opportunity for the explosive plays is going to be the rookie quarterback and not Andy Dalton. And I think the veterans are going to see that as well. You know, I, I didn't answer the rest of your question in terms of the rookie quarterbacks. I thought Trey Lance played. Um, he was okay. He had a couple balls that should have been interceptions. He had three drop passes that certainly weren't his fault. Um, Trey Lance, to me, is a classic case of you get to just sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo, learn all year long. I don't think he's going to be a major factor. That's why when I looked at the odds to win rookie of the year, I, I had Trey Lance much further down than most did because um, I'm looking at it from a handicapping standpoint. I'm not looking at it from a, you know, here's an article I'm right, going to write for the NFL. I wrote my rookie of the year and defensive rookie of the year, offensive, defensive articles um, about a month ago. And I really felt like, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the odds on favorite, but I thought Najee Harris should be number two. Now, if Justin Fields plays, I have Fields three. If Justin Fields plays earlier than expected you have to put Justin Fields at number two and Trevor Lawrence did not get off to a you know a red hot start but I I don't really that doesn't really matter to me I think Lawrence has a chance to really be solid in uh um over in Jacksonville even though he didn't make a lot of noise for his first performance and you know we saw Mac Jones against Washington football team I think Mac Jones is very quietly putting together the type of preseason resume that is going to make Bill Belichick much more comfortable pulling the trigger on him as a starter earlier than we expected. Lance Zerline, NFL draft analyst, writes for NFL.com, radio down in Houston on 97.5. Uh, Lance, you wrote a piece for NFL.com on one pivotal rookie to watch all 32 training camps. And it's interesting, Cody and I did a, a rookie of the year draft earlier in the show, and we were going back and forth picking guys, but, you know, based on the odds and who we'd pick, almost like a fantasy draft, but with the eye on, on the rookie of the year award. And for the Jets, I was scrolling through your list, and I just assumed I would see Zach Wilson. But you wrote as a pivotal rookie, Elijah Moore, wide receiver, second-round pick. Cody drafted him in his Rookie of the Year draft. Give us your thoughts on Elijah Moore. You know, not a first-round pick, not maybe on the class of Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Waddle, but we've seen in recent years 
second, third round pick wide receivers, they have big years. You know, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin. Your thoughts on on how good Elijah Moore could be for the Jets and maybe how good he could be right away? Yeah, so the phrase pivotal, you know, when 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 that was brought to me by my editors, um, and I started writing this article, I guess, last year I wrote it, and I wrote the same thing this year. The phrase pivotal is kind of fluid from organization to organization, depending on where they are. And so what I thought of there, I really tried to think of, you know, what exactly is a pivotal rookie? What does that mean in this particular instance? And whenever I had the opportunity to get outside of the first round, I would, I would take a strong look at it. And that's what I did here. I think Zach Wilson's success could hinge on how quickly um, he, he ends up taking to Elijah Moore. And that's why I decided to go with Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore, his, his versatility, he can play inside, he can play outside. He's a great route runner. He has speed to threaten all three levels. He's a very tough guy when it comes to catching in traffic and making the contested catches. And so when I looked at Elijah Moore, I really felt like here's a, here's a wide receiver that a rookie quarterback can grow with. He can become a, a safety blanket working from the slot for him. So I felt like the growth and the performance of Elijah Moore could have a big impact on Zach Wilson, even if Zach Wilson is not quite ready to take that next step. So when I looked at those two rookies very specifically, I thought, yeah, we, we know Zach Wilson needs to play well, but I think for Zach to have his best opportunity to play well, he needs to have a guy like Elijah Moore step up. And that's why I felt like Elijah Moore could make a difference. And listen, I, I, my comp on him was, was Antonio Brown. When I watched him on tape and wrote him up for the draft, I thought he was clearly the fourth best receiver in this draft, way better than Rashad Bateman, for example. And I'm a big fan of what he could bring to the Jets early on. And I think he is. I think he's going to be one of the steals of the draft coming from the second round. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You know, Lance, another player that really caught the eye of both Joe and I was Kyle Pitts for the Falcons. And it seems like a lot of things are lining up really well for him to get a lot of potential touches. Uh, what, what do you see going forward for him for the Falcons? Do you think he's going to be a massive weapon for Matt Ryan? Do you think that this is going to be a team that can compete this year? Yeah, so I think you have to look at him as a, as a pass catcher. You, you really can't call him a tight end because it's going to limit your, your vantage point on who he's going to be in the pros. He's going to be a pass catcher. They can line him up outside, and as a, as a big wide receiver, they can line him up in the slot. They can line him up in line. I think they are going to feed him. And, and to me, when you lost Julio Jones's targets, yes, you're going to see more targets uh, probably go to Calvin Ridley this year as, a, as the wide receiver one. But I think Kyle Pitts's ability to score touchdowns in the red zone. Let's remember, one of the things that makes Calvin Ridley special is he's a great route runner and he's got some electric acceleration in the middle of his routes. But that doesn't necessarily coincide with scoring a lot of touchdowns unless you're hitting big plays. Once you get inside the 20-yard line, it becomes more about contested catches, size, uh, the ability to create late catch space, you know, wingspan and catch radius. All that stuff goes to Kyle Pitts. He's big. 
He has great ball skills, and I can see him becoming the kind of the tight end wide receiver hybrid that ends up getting a lot of targets inside the red zone. Um, I think he is also the type of target that you can feature in a in a more you know diversified style of passing attack. So I think you are going to see him get in the neighborhood of sixty to 65 catches this year, which is very good for a rookie. I think he'll threaten the thousand yard mark. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up with anywhere between seven and 11 touchdowns. So, you know, I like the, I like the potential for Kyle Pitts. A tight end has never won offensive rookie of the year, but this is the one year. And if you look at the odds, uh, cause I know you guys are doing that decent, decent odds for a guy who's a quote unquote tight end. Um, I think there's a shot that he could be in the mix if, if, but his odds are going to fade. The more these quarterbacks end up playing this year, the, the lower the, the odds are for him having a chance to win rookie of the year. Yeah. Lance, it's usually a quarterback award. Everything in the NFL and football now is a quarterback award. Sometimes a, a receiver or a tight end or a running back might jump up defensively though. It's not like, you know, in, on offense, we have five first round quarterbacks. Those guys are going to be the favorites, but defensively, when you look at the rookies defensively, where, where do your eyes take you? Where, where does your mind take you, Lance, in terms of the guy that could have a big impact, maybe a potential defensive rookie of the year on the defensive side of the ball? This was more of an offensive draft. You know, early on, it was offense, offense, offense. Who are the young defensive players, the rookies that you're looking at that could come in the league and make an impact right away? Well, you know, it's easy for me to say Jalen Phillips uh, from Miami because he's a pass rusher. So when you study the history of, of, of the guys who make early impacts, it typically comes from – two positions and and it's going to be linebacker or pass rusher. Now, if you're a pass rusher, historically, you need to get close to the double digit mark as a rookie to, to be considered rookie defensive player of the year. And if you're a really good rookie and that's what we're talking about, you're going to be in the mix for defensive player of the year, but linebackers have the opportunity to make the, the biggest splash quickly because they're going to rack up tackle totals. And a lot of times they have an ability to, you know, for interceptions, force fumbles, recovered fumbles, sacks. So they, all those high impact categories, they start to fill up. And so, so Michael Parsons to me with his speed and his ability to get to so many plays, he's going to be involved or near plays more than any rookie in this, in this draft class. But Jamin Davis, the linebacker from Washington, that's another one who I promise you, he is going to be um, a, a factor this year. Those two rookies, it's hard for me to find a pass rusher, Honestly, Jalen Phillips, I don't know if he's ready to make a big mark in the NFL just yet. And Quiddy Pay, I still have questions about if Quiddy Pay is more of a, a great testing athlete than he is a pass rusher right now. So I'm not ready to find that. But I do think cornerback, it's it's that is a position that if you take the football away, you can have a chance to win defensive rookie of the year. But even if you don't, to your question about the impact on the league, uh, right off the bat, big performance from uh, uh, Patrick Sertan the second, and I think he is the player to me. He's great technique. He's got a dad who was an NFL corner. He's really made for this. He's he's a longer player with great size, good instincts, good ball skills, and great technique. He should step right in and be a factor early on. And I think a and a good cornerback. The other guy that people mention a lot is J.C. Horn out of Carolina. But even in a, an interception, he had earlier this week. I mean, Matt Rule's got some problems with his grabbing and holding and handsy coverage. And that was something I saw on tape. And that can be hard to get rid of. Xavier Howard had that issue coming out of uh coming out of college before, you know, he he really became the Xavier Howard we know right now. So I think JC Horn's 
rookie year is going to be a little more up and down. Um, I think you will, however, see a very strong performance from uh, Patrick Sertan right out of the gate in Denver. I love it. I, my last question for you for me really quick. Is there a player that is not of the top tier players that we've been talking about? I've, we always talk about you know the Lawrences in the fields, but is there a player that you think will make an impact that's a rookie this season that no one's really even talking about? Well, so Javante Williams, I know in, in fantasy circles, so I was already pumping him up and people are going to find out Javante Williams is going to be a problem for defenses. This guy has size. He doesn't have a lot of tread off the tires. I think Javante Williams is that guy who people aren't talking about enough. Forget Melvin Gordon. He's not even going to be a factor. Javante Williams is going to come on the scene and be a bigger factor than Travis Etienne more than likely this year. And he'll be up there with Najee Harris. He is a good runner. He is, has great size. And I'll give you one more sneaky one. Chris Rump, pass rusher off the, uh, on the Chargers, who was a fourth-round pick. Keep your eye on him, a really instinctive pass rusher who has a way of getting to the quarterback. That's the biggest. Great info there. Lance Zerline, NFL.com. On the other side, who's going to lead the NFL in touchdown pass? We'll break that down. Is there a bet beyond Patrick Mahomes, Joe Giglio, Cody Decker? BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. 